Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Amber Weatherford, who makes potheads, talks to Nick, who makes bad jokes. Talent-wise, she totally has the edge. This episode is brought to you by Office the Deep End. Where are you most productive? The shower? In the car listening to the rock and roll? During a walk? Wherever it is, it's probably not at work. Office the Deep End has a solution for this. We will take your most productive places and bring them to your job. Taylor Swift on a loop. Showers in every cubicle. Plants and pets everywhere. Schedule a free consultation at toacertaindegree.com. Harry Connick Jr. on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest, and that song is for her specifically because I feel like with imagination, you'll get there. And so I have a very imaginative and creative person on the show, as I like to do sometimes since uh, I find inspiration for my guests many times. And so Amber Weatherford is here. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. Amber, uh, Potheads by Amber is yes. uh, your thing. We'll talk a little bit more about that. It's a good play on words, <laughs> but they're actually pots. It's not uh, cannabis related <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Correct? Correct. Okay. How would you describe uh, Potheads by Amber to somebody who is uh, not able to see them right now since we're on the radio? Oh, yeah. Um, so they're just like little characters. I usually call them funny little succulent pots. Mm-hmm. Um they have a tiny little body, but it's mostly their head, and it's open so that you could put a succulent in. And depending on what they are, the succulent kind of looks like their hair, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of funny. Like very fun, very funny, very whimsical, uh, which I take as a compliment when everybody's, anybody <laughs> says that. Anything I pretty much take as a compliment, even yeah. if it's something bad. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. That's really nice of you. So, Amber, let's get to know you a little bit better. And we'll play a game here. Uh, 20 questions, but we won't just play normal 20 questions. This is just like a warm-up, get your juices flowing and that sort of thing. And what we're going to do is instead of playing yes or no, up or down, we're going to play move heaven or move earth. (laughs) Okay. Because moving heaven is, and that's the good. So if you're for something, you say move heaven. Okay. That's really hard to do because heaven is ethereal. Like it has no weight. How do you move it? (laughs) So it's more of a concept, really. Moving Earth, you know what we call that where I come from? <laughs> Do you? No. Okay, digging. Digging. That's what moving Earth is. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everyone's taking or earthquake or... some sort of digging class in their life, <laughs> I'm assuming. That's how I learned. Did you learn to dig in a class or did you just learn on your own? I learned on my own. Oh, self-taught. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's the game. Uh, move heaven or move earth. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Resolutions. Move heaven or move earth. Oh, uh, like New Year's resolutions? Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess I move heaven. Um, I mean, I don't really care what other people do, but I feel like I have not only New Year's resolutions, but I have like weekly resolutions and like monthly. Like just, you know, a list of things and trying to improve on. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you have a running tally? Do you yeah. have like a, a journal? Can, uh, I, can we look back on some of the things and see if maybe you got there or you didn't? No, but probably didn't get there. 
Where do you stand as far as social media goes? Like there's this whole idea that if you put it up on social media, if you have a goal and you put it up on social media, sometimes you're more apt to get there because you've kind of made it public and you have people maybe holding you accountable. Do you ever do that? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have, but I don't think anybody else really cares. Like, Oh, if you I, do something like that? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're just like, they've, I don't think anybody's paying attention. Your Facebook page is for you. Oh. I just, that's what I just feel like. Like everything you put in your be Facebook. Their tagline. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, for you. And, you know, sometimes people can see what you're doing, but. So I feel like no one's ever helped you get to a goal of yours <laughs> on Facebook or otherwise. So if everybody could just go to <laughs> Potheads by Amber on Facebook and follow her and go ahead and anytime she has anything that looks like a goal, <laughs> give her some aspirational phrases. Okay. Uh, move heaven or move earth voicemail. Oh, um, move earth. And why is that? Um, I mean, text me. I think everybody says that. Um, I, I'm, I mean, also though, if you call and you don't leave a message, I guess. So maybe I'm in the middle, like, because you get a lot of important voicemails, like from your doctor or something. Mm -hmm. Like they always leave voicemails. Are you getting a lot of voicemails from your doctor? Yeah. Is everything okay? They wanted me to pick up my contacts. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That seems uh, pretty important. Yeah. How about colonizing Mars? Move heaven or move earth? Um, Which is moving through heaven technically. But where, how do you feel about I don't, it? I just don't, I don't see us being close to that. Like I guess like you had said that we are close to that, but... It just doesn't really seem feasible. Like, there's so much more to improve here. So before. fix Earth first. Yeah. So move Earth before moving to heaven. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll accept that answer. How do you feel about smart homes? Oh. Not tiny homes, but smart homes. So the idea is that, you know, you can turn on your voice-activated lights, and it can sense when you're coming home, or you can look at an app and... I kind of like things to be manual. Why is that? Um, I mean... Is it a lack of trust with the, you know, the artificial intelligence that's running well, your house? Well, if it breaks, it's kind of more expensive to fix. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, like on your car, the automatic windows, like I'd rather just roll it like old style. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. you'd rather put your feet through the... Because like what if it breaks? ...floor of the car and start running Fred Flintstone <laughs> style. Like, yeah. how old school do you go? Do you go back to dinosaur times? No. Okay. But roll down windows, still car with a gas-powered engine. I don't think they make them anymore, but, like... Every once in a while, I'll see them. Yeah, things like that. I'd rather just turn on my lights. I guess you could get used to it. But. So, if you're in bed and you've forgotten to turn off your iron, as we all do sometimes, <laughs> we get in bed and we're like, ah, oh, the iron, you just get on your phone and turn it off. I should have to get up for leaving up my leaving on my iron. Like that should be my punishment for leaving See, it on. You okay? <laughs> you don't have to do penance for leaving things on. <laughs> I think that's very nice of you to think that way. <laughs> All right, uh, Amazon Go. Did you hear about this over in Seattle? Mm -mm. Okay, no. so they, Amazon opened up what is essentially their first convenience store. Okay, and it's, the idea is that you go in, you take what you want, and you walk out. And you don't have to go through any kind of cashier. It's not even self-checkout. You have an app that keeps track of you while you're in the store. There's a gazillion cameras in there. So it sees what you put in your bag and it just charges you. 
based on that. So you can take something and put it back. You can do any of those things. Uh, they took a year, an extra year to open because they tried, they couldn't figure out how to do, uh, if somebody, if two people come in, uh, oh. that was a little <laughs> bit like if a person and their child comes in, like, how do you operate that? If you have it set up one per person. Uh, so how do you feel about just like the idea of walking in a store, grabbing what you want, walking out? No, I, I don't like that at all. So that's a like, Is it really so bad to wait in line? Like and pay for your things like we've been doing? Like, is that really such a hard thing? Well, I think it's, so it's an added convenience, right? So it is a little bit faster. And the- but why do we need to go so fast? That's, I'm like, what, we already can get things in two days. It's funny. Well, yeah, but if you need something right now, if you want to just run in and get a soda or a hat, or I'm not really sure what they sell there, or sushi burrito. So you're jonesing for a sushi burrito. Nobody is. They have a pre-packaged sushi burrito in there. You go grab it, walk right out, start eating it. No. Which I, I assume is what you do I'm with a sushi burrito. I'm still for move earth on that. Like, it's okay to have patience and wait for things. Like, you can wait in line and pay for it like normal. Like, you don't need that added convenience. Like, what are you really saving? All right. I hate that idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. How about award season? We had the Grammys last night. Golden Globes at some point, I think, already happened or will be happening. I I'm, know the I'm Oscars. Movers. I don't even know what you're talking about at okay, all. Okay, the, <laughs> like, the, all the awards. So what about the Oscars? Do you ever try to see the Oscar movies or anything like that? Never. Doesn't affect you in any way? Never. So you don't look at what they're wearing? or the... I guess the next day because I have to because it's everywhere. Oh, but yeah. like... I, I never have ever cared about that. <laughs> Very good. How about zombies? Move heaven or move earth? <clears throat> um, I, I guess I enjoy them. So I'd have to say move heaven. You enjoy them in, uh, in like pop culture? Yes. You don't enjoy them in real life. Just so I'm clear. I mean, <laughs> okay, not going to lie. Like I have thought about, you know, going to the gym, getting in shape. For the zombie apocalypse so that I am ready, you know, like. Oh, that's I your motivation? thought about these things. I have never thought of that as a good like, motivation for going to the gym. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, like, it's important. LA Fitness, if you're listening, LA Fitness is a big listener. <laughs> and so if you're listening, we have a new campaign for you. <laughs> all zombie or apocalypse related. Right. Yeah, I like that. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched, like, like. 28 days later it's more of like the rage virus right and if you remember maybe like maybe it was like 10 years ago there was a lot of rage in the uk like just random i mean and you could argue that that's still happening like um the guy biting that person's face off like there could be a rage virus Okay, so instead of just zombies, it would be more along the lines of some sort of virus that would cause people to go nuts and yeah. bite other people, spreading the disease, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah, okay, so now that we're in a basement <laughs> uh, and we're not sure what's going on out in the world, that doesn't make me feel all that safe, so thank you for that. <laughs> Sorry. Move heaven or move earth, uh, taking, <clears throat> taking your phone in the bathroom. Um, I mean, it is... Gross if you think about it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody does it, and I, I do it. 
Um, you're so, always connected. So you're yeah. always getting requests for from people for new potheads. Mm-hmm, yes. You have to keep on top of that. It's customer service, mm-hmm. really, is what it comes down to. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, good. How about coffee? Uh, is there more than Move Heaven? <laughs> yes, there's Super Move Heaven. Super Move Heaven, yes. So you've worked at a lot of coffee places. We yes. won't name any names, but you've worked at a lot of coffee places. You have a passion for coffee. Yes. Have you worked like roasted coffee as well, or is it just mainly on the uh, serving side? Um, I mean, I understand roasting. Um, I haven't personally done it, but I've been in the same room with roasting. I've been to a roastery. Um, I have relatives who have like a little portable roaster and they oh, roast wow. their own. Mm-hmm. They roast their own? Yes. I didn't know that was possible. Yes. Like this is getting more and more complicated, my fascination with coffee. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I'm going to have to go get one of those. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> so this week is a big anniversary for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, they were founded on February 1st, 1920. They were officially uh, founded, so that's this week. How do you feel about the Royal Canadian Mounted Police? Uh, move heaven or move earth? Neutral. Oh, you're indifferent? I have no idea. <laughs> but the, the outfits and the hat? Yeah, know, they're funny. The, okay. They're, I'm sorry, what? They're funny. They're funny. Well, I'm thinking of uh, the McKinsey brothers and when the, one of them dresses up as... Uh, okay, yeah, the- that's kind of funny. You're right. I'll give you that one. All right. How do you stand, how do you sit, how do you feel about driverless cars? Um, I am move earth. Move earth. That is not good. You don't care for driverless cars. I really think we just need to improve public transportation. People need to walk more, um, that people need to bike more. People need to drive less cars, not just... The individual driverless cars, like. So what if part of driverless cars, obviously we have to have everything driverless for them. Well, I don't know about that, but what if public transportation improves because you also have more driverless vehicles for mass transit? um, So what if driverless cars encompassed uh, mass transit as well? That's good. I just feel like we just need to improve. Fewer cars, yeah. Fewer cars should be the goal. And do you feel like we can design driverless cars to pick up cars and throw them so that people (laughs) don't drive them anymore? Like, obviously, no one would be in the car. No. This would be a bad business idea to get fewer people driving. Just to ruin the cars. Yeah, like, no one's really talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have a transformer (laughs) running around destroying other cars. No. First of all, we'll tell the AI that's in the Transformer that they're jealous of the other cars. (laughs) Secondly, it would effectively uh, make people have to use mass transport. Yeah, but it might terrorize some people. Even if they're not in it, they're like watching. Look, change is always terrorizing. (laughs) I think we've established that. People don't like change. So if we do it in the most terrorizing way possible... (laughs) <laughs> then afterwards, they're like, oh, this isn't that bad. Right. Okay. Because a transformer just attacked me 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but now I can get to work on this bus? Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Taco Bell mm. just announced, no, no, not move heaven and earth for Taco Bell, but they just started serving French fries. So Taco Bell serving French fries. Move heaven or move earth? 
Move Earth? Why? Why are they doing that? <laughs> I think uh, just to compete, just to continue competing, maybe to stick it to the McDonald's of the word of the world. Okay, but they have chips. They do have chips. The chips are good. So they have regular uh, French fries that you can dip in cheese sauce. And then they up it with, like, basically turning them into nachos as the higher-end ones. I mean, I'm not going to go order it, so I guess I'm I'm move earth. I don't care. Okay. Like, not going to go to Taco Bell for fries. Are you going to Taco Bell for something else? Um, it's 2 in the morning. It's really not one convenient to me. You're hungry. So... There's a Taco Bell. You see it in the distance. Yes. Are you stopping there? Uh, I'm hungry. Yep. Uh, maybe. You're not sure if anything else is open. What do you order there? Pintos and cheese. Oh, nice. <laughs> Simple. And maybe one plain taco. Very nice. China's Tianyongwan space station uh, is going to crash to Earth probably in the next six weeks or so. Yeah. Great. Move heaven or move Earth? I'm, what do you mean? Like, do I think it's interesting? Am I for it just crashing into us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a choice. doesn't matter what I think. Right, but um, how do you feel about it crashing? Some people get excited about stuff crashing into Earth. I think it's, yeah, it would be interesting. It makes, in some cases, it makes you feel more alive. Yeah. Because you could get hit by a space station at any given moment. Yeah. So live your best life. Yes. I think that's what we're saying here. I think that's what the show is all about. That's what Potheads by Amber yeah, are all live about. Live your best life. That's what, to a certain degree... Is all about and space stations crashing to Earth. Yeah, I need to look this up. I need okay. to find more information about right. this. It's only eight and a half tons, so it's relatively small. So most of it will burn up in the atmosphere. Most of it. Yeah. So uh, count on that. Yeah. Speaking of burning up in the atmosphere, cinematic universes. How do you <laughs> feel about that? Move, he move heaven or move Earth? Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all the Avengers. Or Black Panther or uh, Star Wars is its own cinematic universe, technically. Oh, that's fun. Like, how do you feel about that idea that there's these properties that they just keep pushing movies out for that continue the story? Uh, you know, I don't follow either of those genres mm -hmm. so well. I mean, I think Wonder Woman was my first superhero movie that... I guess I saw Iron Man, but it was just because it was on. Like, I didn't actively go to the theater for those. I like it. I find it's interesting, but like, not enough for me to go to the movies. Not enough for you to consistently follow it. Yeah. So, how did you feel about Wonder Woman? Like, why'd you go see that one? Oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> you liked her from when you were a kid. Uh, we well, I went to go see that. Or do you mean Gal Gadot? Just like the. All those things, like, just, I guess I never understood, like, how historical Wonder Woman was. And then, like, I've listened to a podcast about the creator and, mm -hmm. you know, everything about his life and how that was very interesting. And then um, the reason I went to go see it was my mom and my brother were already going to go see a movie. And then me and my sister, I thought it was a good sister movie to go see. Oh, nice. And, yes, I cried. Did you? So, yeah, it was, I liked it. Nice. So. All right. So, not so much cinematic universes, but some of the individual movies within the cinematic yeah. universe. I okay. mean, I would watch it if it were on, like, and I would be entertained by it, but it's not, like, something 
to think about going to do on my own. You are, you did an art history degree, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. How do you feel about cursive, cursive. writing in cursive? So states are starting to uh, require it again, teach it again. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm looking at my own handwriting, and I write in cursive. I, I think it's important that these kids know how to read cursive. Which kids? When you say these kids? These young kids. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Okay. Like... I just can't imagine people growing up and, like, looking at my handwriting and not having a clue what I've written. Or, like, I, I feel like, you know, it was kind of a fun thing to learn. It's very personal. Um, I just I just can't imagine it not in the curriculum. Like, Do you feel like from an art perspective there's a, a need for it as well? Yeah, like to like, help teach kids to almost to draw, you know, as a entry point into calligraphy the, the, the and stuff like Confidence in your stroke is very important. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they need to have, have that. Um, also, you know, it helps with like your signature and even though mine You're is actually like drawing right now. Hardly. Did you just go left-handed? Are you left-handed? No, I'm not left-handed. That is My why other hand's all the way over here though. It looks like that. <laughs> But that's kind of what my signature looks like. Okay, well, anyway. good. Now I can fake your signature. <laughs> we'll be putting that online later if anybody <laughs> wants that. How do you feel about sandwiches? Move heaven or move earth? Um, move earth. Uh, no, 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 I'm lying. Move heaven. Okay. That one, move heaven. Oh, boy. I know. I just, we were going to come to blows, I think, on that one. I'm I just kidding. Confused. Some people don't like sandwiches. What is your favorite sandwich to make for yourself, and what is your favorite sandwich to have made for you? Um, and maybe the favorite sandwich to have made for you is at a specific place. And maybe it's not even your favorite sandwich. You just like the place a lot. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Well, that's, that's tricky. Um, my favorite sandwich to make for myself is actually kind of a, an Italian sub. Mm -hmm. You get all the nice, terrible for you meat. The salam and, and the prosciutto and, and the, the mortadelle and the, yeah, yeah those all sorts those of things. things. There's things oh, that I'm saying wrong really because liked, I'm leaving off the last syllable. I really like to make those. Okay. And then... Um, Going out, you can go anywhere you want. I know. Have I, a sandwich. I was going to say like um, a Reuben, but I do like the pan con lechon with extra mojo at Black Bean Deli. It is fantastic. It's my favorite. Okay. Black Bean Deli, big listener. So I want to shout out to them. Love that sandwich. Okay. And how do you feel about the beach? Move heaven or move earth? Um, I I like the beach, but I like to go on the cold day that's overcast with like a sweater. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, I do like the feel of the sand, but I don't want it burning my flesh. Um, I like The to, sand or the sun? Yeah, both of those. And I like to stick my feet in like two inches of water. But that's also the most. So you want to go on the days where you're filming a music <laughs> video for a slower song. <laughs> that's your jam. Is it Chris Isaac? Yeah, Chris Isaac. <laughs> it feels like it's the uh, the Billy Joel one, too, about the <laughs> Northeastern or the Nor'Eastern coming in. Oh, yeah. And so you're on the beach and it's just <laughs> you're looking at it. You're looking, you know, thoughtfully at the beach and the water and yeah. the song is playing in the background. I don't know why I'm creating a music video for you, <laughs> but maybe with some potheads. I think that would be good. They're just the looking sand. out. 
just looking out, you know, looking out and going, hey, where are my succulents? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's not a great idea. I we come should, from the sand. We should work. Oh. Silica. Yeah. Shut the front door. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do something with that. All right. Last one for now. How do you feel? Not the person who fixes your shoes, but the dessert cobbler. Oh, okay. Um, well, you had a face just there. What was that all about? Well, you I confused said, me with the shoes. I was like, yeah, my shoes are wet. Oh, uh, you would like a cobbler <laughs> right now. My shoes need fixed. Yeah. So like a. It's uh, raining today. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It got worse as we were walking in. Oh. So, so I don't know if that's a sign. <laughs> uh, yes, cobbler. I love warm fruit thingies. Warm, roof, warm, warm fruit, fruit thingies. Yes. Actually would have been a better name because then people <laughs> wouldn't have. Because I feel like now people are looking at a menu going, why would I order the guy who fixes my shoes? And I apologize. <laughs> I'm obviously thinking a cobbler's man, but it doesn't uh, have to be. Yes. A cobbler could be anybody. Hans Christian Anderson. Right. And so what you're saying is if we just called it warm fruit thingy, <laughs> it would probably get ordered a lot more. Yeah. Like people understand pie. People understand cake. Mm-hmm. People understand ice cream. Those are typically only one thing. And then you get to cobbler and you're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like cobblestones, maybe it has something to do with cobblestones. Right. But if we just called it warm fruit thingy. Yes. Or WF. WFT. I'm really bad with letters today. Uh, WFT. WFT. I like it. I don't know. It's a little too close to something else. Uh, Uh, They're going to mess it up. They're going to transpose it. So warm fruit thingy. So we're going to reach out while we play a song here. We're going to play a song. Uh, We're going to reach out to the Cobbler Authority of America, (laughs) the CAA. Yes. And see if we can talk to them about a rebranding effort. (laughs) Yes. And then we'll have, obviously, some potheads that go along with that. Do you have any potheads that are eating cobbler? No, but they do like fruit, so. Do they like warm fruit thingies? Uh, not necessarily warm. I could make it flaming, probably. Like <laughs> strawberries. Yes, a and... little saganaki and, <laughs> yeah, some uh, baked Alaska. That would be perfect, yes. So let's listen to some Moby uh, from the album Destroyed. That's not a great album to play. I mean, from this, so this is this is a song called "The Day," which is actually a very nice, nice song, but it's not destroyed. And you're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Moby on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was the day. Good morning. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick, and I am here every week Mondays from seven to nine a.m. It is the best show on WPRK. <laughs> At this time on Mondays, just on WPRK. So it's the best show at this time. Because it's the only show at this time. Do you get that? Yeah, it's funny. My very special guest is Amber Weatherford. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. Uh, Potheads by Amber. You may have seen her, met her, seen her out and about at shows around town uh, here in Deland and St. Pete. So Will's Affair is one that you attend quite often. Mm -hmm, Uh, You've been up to the Deland Indie, what is it called? The Deland Indie Market? Yeah. Something like that. And then down in St. Pete where you actually have your studio. Yes. Which is pretty cool. And I've learned a lot about pottery and things of that nature. Like I have a new appreciation for this. So one of the things I like to do with my guests is 
not only have interesting people and creative people on because I find them inspiring, but also to learn more about things I don't know about or I don't have like a specific appreciation about. So one example I would have is I'd really like to have an architect on at some point. Oh, nice. Because I think that, you know, I know what I like, but I don't necessarily know all the stuff that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And so I think from your perspective and you do, you, you've uh, specialized in potheads. Yes. Which are very clever, very fun little characters that you uh, do in clay uh, and are fantastic. So you might have seen your stuff at one of those shows. You could see it online at potheadsbyamber.com, I believe is the website. Yes. Great. So good at websites. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you got to this point or where the inspiration for those come from and maybe like... How would you describe them? Because, again, we're on the radio, and I'll put pictures up on the website and everything, but it's they're so – I would find it so difficult to describe them. What is yeah, your uh, elevator well, pitch for – They're cute, funny. Um, they're really colorful. Like little statues almost, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're small sculptures, okay. handmade, hand-sculpted from wet clay, hand-painted. They're fired three times. Takes forever. Um yeah, I just, I, I put them doing little funny things or I make funny characters from the internet. Like I have Pizza Rat and if you're familiar with Pizza Rat, there's a video of a real subway rat pulling a pizza down the stairs in New York. So I made him a little character. Mm-hmm. Uh, make little cats do funny things. Um, there's a lot of pop culture references so you do a line of words. yeah you do a line of superheroes yeah you I did like some famous artists i saw an albert einstein that you're working on oh, yeah i like that one yeah yeah if for uh, grandma party bazaar i did an art history series which was um a combination of uh well it was mostly all paintings but um when i did do the actual artist it was in the style of their self-portrait So, like, the Van Gogh was very kind of messy and painterly. And um, the the Dali, of course, was a photograph, but, like, his photograph that he did. And then um, what else was there? You know, the Frida Kahlo was inspired from herself, like, one of her many self-portraits. So, yeah, they're all mostly based on paintings, even if they were of the artists themselves. So this is a creative outlet for you. This isn't like eventually you're going to do this full time. That's not your goal here because this isn't about mass producing, right? This is about doing them handmade, Mm -hmm. staying true to the craft uh, that you've chosen and that you uh, have a passion for. And so what is... What is important about this as a creative outlet for you? And what have you done to make this, you know, a day-to-day part of your life? Uh, what have I done? Yeah. So do you uh, do you work on it every day or do you yes. set time aside to no. work on it? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Any well, and other... you mentioned the, the long, like it takes a while to make these, right? Not right. only the three mm-hmm. uh the three times in the kiln, but there's also the actual design and, and putting it all together, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it could be done quicker, but they, they take about four to six weeks from start to finish. And that's because I, I do make them in my home studio and they have to dry for a week. 
Um, and then I take them to St. Pete and they're fired. Um, so then it just dries them out and hardens them, right? Yeah. I mean, it turns the, the silica that's in the clay to glass. So they're almost glass at that point. They're fired at like um, around 1800 degrees. And uh, so it makes them porous, kind of like any like terracotta pot you would buy at like Lowe's or something. Like it still absorbs water. Okay. Um, and they, they stay like that, but uh, like most pottery will be vitrified and it will hold water and be glazed and won't be like right, that. Right, so you get a mug or but, something like that. Yeah, yeah, but because they're flower pots, they, they stay porous. Um, after I, I do that one firing, it's called the bisque. Mm-hmm. And um, then I can paint them and they'll, they'll hold the paint, which is not really paint. It's like colored clay. So I'm putting like a thin layer of another thin layer of clay on there basically and it's being absorbed. Okay. So they're they're easy to paint at that point. And then you fire them again. The fire them again to set the color. Okay. And so after that firing, like I can't wash off that color anymore. So then I put the the black wash over it, which kind of fills in any of the nooks and cranny and gives it like it tones down the bright color of them. Gives it some depth and some yeah. And like makes them look aged. Oh, okay. And I prefer that look. I think some people are like, why don't you do some without that? And I was like, I want to be consistent. And this is how I prefer it. So I think they look better like that. So investing a lot of time into each one of these. Yeah. Um, and that's, to me, that's interesting because from a creative standpoint, you know, there's not that much that I would do right now creatively. Uh, so I 3D print a lot, but mm-hmm. that's an hour, two hours here or there. And if it doesn't print right, then I have to do it again. Uh, so that level of time and that level of investment. And so when one of them maybe gets a, uh, doesn't do well in the kiln, let's say, how frustrating is that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I just read an article about how like potters are better at failures than maybe like other artists and they're not wrong but still like if you have the same piece blow up four times because you're trying to rush it for Christmas like you have that to sounds ta- like a very specific you have to take event a week did that off. actually happen <laughs> yes did that happen to, to two someone different you know? things to two different <laughs> pieces yes I I made the mistake of thinking that I could do something in a rush and with our cold air and just not being a reality, I was compl- I was really wrong. So you can't rush these things. And I say that all the time, but then I was like, I, I can rush it. And no, I, I was wrong. I was proven wrong. Cannot rush potheads. Being artistic and, you know, maybe drawing when you were younger, painting, doing any of those things. How important is it for you to have a creative outlet like this in your life? Like, <laughs> could you could you consider or have you functioned without doing something like this? Or has it always been? Oh, yeah. I tried that in, high, in college. I was like, I'm not going to be an artist. I'm going to study literature. And I was miserable. And I was like, okay, I can't. I got to go back. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> so you went to uh, the University of Illinois? Yeah, Urbana-Champaign. Urbana-Champaign. Because there's more which than one. sounds like a lot of fun. Just Urbana-Champaign just sounds like a lot of fun to add to it. Yeah. But it's just another university, right? 
Yes, but is like but the but there's one in Springfield and there's one in Chicago, so you have right. to specify. Okay, gotcha. And which important. one is the best one? I mean, the one you went to. I, I, like I was mine. just making sure. Yes. Yeah. So you it. went to the best one. Yes. So anybody else? We have a lot of uh, alumni yeah. from the University of Illinois listening. <laughs> so I just. She's saying she went to the best one. I'm not choosing a best one. So continue <laughs> listening to me. Yes. But uh, you went there and you ended up, uh, so literature, did you pop around a little bit and then end up in art history? Uh, yes. I did painting, photography. Um, you know, everybody wants to do graphic design. So I specifically stayed away from that. I was like, I'm not going to be doing that one. Everybody wanted to do it, like I'm the opposite. Did you stay away from that because you wanted to be an outsider or did you stay away from that because you're like, uh, that's not the one for me. I don't necessarily want to do marketing or product design. Or I, packaging. It, it was based on nothing other than I don't want to be like the rest of those people. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of shot me in the foot over the years, like just not being able to do some of those things that I probably need to know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I I even, I, you know, I did ceramics too. And I ended up in art history because it kind of encompassed all those things. And like, it was really academic. And I, I liked that aspect of it. Like my intention was to go all the way through to my PhD. But mm-hmm. um, once I did get my undergrad, I was like, nah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody was getting their PhD. So well, you're like, I don't want to be like everybody getting their PhD. I just didn't really want to keep doing that. Yeah. So you did ceramics. Was that, was it before college or was it during college that you're like, this is something I specifically am passionate about. It's, it's neat. The artistry of it, the, the thinking behind it is something that really appeals to me. Um, it's more of just like having handmade things, mm-hmm. like just like a renaissance person. Like everything I have is going to be handmade by me. Like just everything from dishes, cups, and bowls. And So was part of it like an uh, anti-consumerism sort of appeal to you is that you could make your own stuff rather than having to go out to and buy it? I didn't even think about it at all. I just wanted my own you stuff. You just wanted your stuff. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I mean, when I lived in Chicago, all of my dishes were made by me and it's like oh i need a juice like a little juice strainer like i better just go make that or like i need a flower pot i'm going to make one nice you know anything like that or i feel like and i know we're going to do bad business ideas in a second (laughs) but if you wanted to do uh pottery classes for greek people (laughs) because the historical you know sort of stereotype is they always break their plates during celebrations (laughs) So that would be perfect because then they would become, you know, self-sufficient. Yeah. When it came to their uh, their plates and things of that nature. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It I keeps us you. in the job, you know, things break. So again, where did ceramics and where did pottery come up as, okay, now I'm going to start doing it. So you were Urbana-Champagne. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't do it for a long time. Okay. Um... And then what happened? You were teaching a class or? I, I worked at like a sporting goods store, but more on the camping, hiking, mountain climbing side. So you're like, and I need to make a tent. Let me do it in pottery. Well, I got really interested in Patagonia as a company mm-hmm. and like wanted to go into textile design. So I 
started quilting and sewing and doing all those things. And the art center actually was a part of, and Chicago had a really good textile department. I was like, oh, I'll go to grad school. Uh, I'll learn more about textile design because my college had nothing like that. So I had like no experience whatsoever. And ceramics was on the first floor and I just never made it upstairs. I, just too many I, stairs. You know, for like five years, <laughs> like I just stayed on the first floor. And then um, I did eventually because when I started working there, like one of my perks was I got half off classes or free classes. So I did start taking some of those. The textile classes. Textile classes, yeah. but yeah, it at took that a point, while. At that point, you're like, nope. Yeah. It's pottery. It's, it's definitely That's pottery. Very <laughs> so I, what I like about that or what I think is interesting about that is you, you went in for one thing and yeah. found something else. And I think that speaks to, well, you didn't end up going to grad school. Yeah. It really speaks to going out and sort of the lifelong learning aspect. Like if you just <laughs> think you're going to stay in one industry or do one thing, go out and explore those different things. Yeah. Um, just thinking about it, is there any advice you would give to somebody coming out of high school based on your experience? Uh, or yeah, I, don't. I know the uh, the idea is, yo, what you would have done differently, and I've stopped asking that. But what would you? What advice would you give? Don't stress yourself out on having to pick something straight out of high school. Like, explore, find what you like. Don't be upset if things don't work out like you think because they're not probably not going to. Like, you know, just don't be upset and, like, follow your path and do what you want. Do what, like, speaks to you. Do what's natural. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be, don't pick something because you make a lot of money and you hate it. Like, I know... A lot of people that went to law school and they're doing other things, you know. Oh, they, now they worked they are. really hard yeah. to go through law school, and that's not what they're doing. So, what about finding the balance? So, you're a working artist, for yeah. lack of a better term. I don't know if you consider yourself that, or you sort of self-identify in that. What about advice for people who are going through the same thing? How do you balance out uh, work and yeah, I'd like to know how outlet. to do that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So you don't have necessarily any <laughs> uh, advice no, on that. No, no, no. Anybody else can, you know, message me if you have Okay, advice, so <laughs> asking for any help when it comes to that, just contact uh, Potheads by Amber on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram or at her website. Right. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, share. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, we're going to take a break. We're already pretty much at the end of the first hour, so nice job. Oh, yeah. goes by quickly. I'm very... Success. Very wonderful to talk to. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad you agreed uh, so immediately. So let's listen to a song. Uh, a little Stan Getz. I think we should get into sort of a, uh, a samba mood, a bossa nova <laughs> mood. Uh, this is One Note Samba on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The one, the only Nina Simone on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was my baby. Just cares for me. Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My special guest today, Amber Weatherford of Potheads by Amber. And uh, Amber? Yes. It's it's a very specific time in the show. I know you've listened to some past episodes. <laughs> So I think you probably know what time it is. No. <laughs> you don't know what time it is? No. Then I'll play a song to let you know what time it is. Okay. Bad business ideas. 
Yes, bad business ideas, strong enough for a man, but made for the maniacal. <laughs> uh, Amber, before we get to your two ideas, so what I do, obviously, every week, just for people who don't know and are listening out there, uh, is come up with two terrible ideas. And the reason I do this is sort of uh, as homage to my family, who is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, they came to this country and they wanted to create things and start businesses and a lot of get-rich-quick schemes. And every time I go to visit them, it's a lot of that. They're pitching me ideas all the time, not that they want to do, but they want me to do. <laughs> so now I'm passing that along to you. Nice. So you're going to have a choice of two ideas, and whatever choice you make, you're going to have to run with that one. Okay. And I know you have plenty of time to do that. So, <laughs> you know, you obviously have Potheads by Amber, and you're uh, making those, and each one takes four to six weeks. But I feel like in that four <laughs> to six weeks you have time to run with another uh, business of some kind. Mm -hmm. Now, Potheads by Amber. Yeah. Whimsical, darling little sculptures that people can purchase, put their succulents in. Really, they could put any kind of plant in, right? But yeah, succulents probably, yeah, probably work best. Uh, they're fun. You have some based on your own characters. You have some based on fictional characters or actual people mm -hmm. that have existed in history as far yes. as we know. Because <laughs> sometimes we don't have proof of their existence, like, say, Albert Einstein. Did he really exist? Or a weeping angel. Or a weeping angel. Yeah, Albert Einstein and a weeping angel, right <laughs> on the same level. So I wanted to figure out and really work on potheads as a way to get them in somebody's house or to add a sense of whimsy to it. Mm -hmm. So this is what I got. It's a pothead pop-up. Which I know a pop-up technically is something that you do and you do pop-up stores and stuff like that. But bear with me here and let me go through the steps here. Step one, somebody buys a pod head just like they do now, but you also get their home address. Step two, at some point in the future and subsequent times, you go to their house and move the pod head around. <laughs> so when the, home, the homeowners come home, all of a sudden <laughs> their pod head is posed in a slightly different direction uh, maybe it's in a different room. Maybe it's in the middle of their bed. So they're not expecting this. <laughs> Step three, the customer is delighted by this, obviously. Not terrified. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's whimsical. It's playful. Um, maybe a little mischievous, but for the most part, it's pretty neat. Like, it's almost got a mind of its own. It's almost come alive. Yeah. And as we've learned, and I only tend to watch the first 20 minutes of movies, but every movie I've watched about some sort of inanimate object coming to life, whether it's a doll or uh, something else, mm -hmm. it starts out pretty well. I mean, like, Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. That's a great example. <laughs> so this is the Toy Story version of Potheads. I love it. Uh, so Pothead Pop-Up, a new dimension in pottery. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about that? It's uh, just included in the purchase price. <laughs> uh, we may have to charge a little bit extra. Maybe or alternately, if we're going into their houses anyway, maybe we could just take something <laughs> as payment for doing that for them yeah. without them knowing it. I think I would lose customers. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we'll keep working on that. Amber, may I call you Amber? Yes. Great. Uh, so sometimes we need to update things. Yeah. Sometimes we need to make them fresh. So something that uh, is, uh, 
possibly 5,000 years old. So an anthropologist found uh, signs of this in children's toys in 20, I'm sorry, 3200 BC in Egypt. And that's bowling. So I don't know if you've been bowling recently. I have. <laughs> and what I found was it hasn't changed much. Like maybe they'll put up uh, glow lights or black lights and yeah. do a lot of glowy stuff. Or maybe they'll do loud music and things of that nature. But for the most part, it stayed the same for almost 5,000 years. So what could we do differently with bowling that would make it a little more exciting? And maybe mash together two sports that are on oh, no. the decline, <laughs> you know, potentially. Well, you mean like curling? A potentially <laughs> curling. Curling would be a good um, one. But I think curling is too spot on. And frankly, as a Canadian, uh, it's one of the best sports in the world. Right. So um, we can't, I, I don't think we need to mash that up. I'm thinking of a sport. Like baseball? Like golf. Golf. That isn't doing that well. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, something that's declining like golf. Something oh, like bowling, right. and do we mash them together? So I think we have two options. I think there's the outdoor golf bowling. <laughs> so you literally roll the ball down the golf course. Okay. Or alternately indoor. So a mashup of a mashup of putt putt and bowling. Ah uh, yes. So you would have 18 lanes, and you go from one lane to the other, and one would have a windmill. The other would have a dinosaur. Maybe one of the lanes is two stories and it rolls down and you can watch it on a camera or something along those lines. Uh, and just make it more exciting. You're still knocking over pins. You still get the two shots. And, uh, yeah, so what do you think about that? And I haven't come up with a name yet, but maybe <coughs> putt-putt bowl. You're already choking, so I always <laughs> consider that a good sign that you really like it. So putt-putt bowl. Yeah. Do you think that's a good idea? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, there's something there. There's a lot of parallels to play in. Um, it'd require a lot more space. Mm -hmm. Um, would there be professional putt-putt bowl? We could have a league. With, we like, could different definitely wax have... patterns as well. I'm sorry, what's a wax pattern? In professional bowling, the, the wax patterns. There's different wax patterns. So, like... Oh, on the lane? yeah. That's a bowling thing. Really? Mm hmm You yeah. know a lot about bowling. I yeah. Are I you mean, from the Midwest? Yes. Yeah, okay, that explains it. I mean, I, I have met a professional bowler in my time. Okay. <laughs> I think even All one right. of my supervisors. A at, little bit of a humble brag right my there. My other job, she was she almost went into professional bowling, but she broke her arm. So How did she break her arm? She said she sh it got shut in a car door. <laughs> oh, you think it was a little bit of the uh, the bowling mafia? I have no idea, but that sounds terrible <laughs> to yeah. break your arm that way. Yeah, or um, the bowling mafia. Yeah, so big listener too, by the way, bowling mafia. If you're listening today, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I think a putt putt bowl could be real cool. Okay, so putt putt bowl. Is the first idea. Yes. Uh, one of the other things that I know about you is that you have worked in a lot of restaurants. Yes. You've worked in a cooking school. Yeah. So you're familiar with the restaurant industry to an extent. I'm not saying you're yes. an expert by any means or anything along those lines. So one of the things I've noticed is that, you know, every once in a while a restaurant needs to get refreshed. So sometimes it's a complete tear down. I think 
Applebee's uh, closed down some restaurants because obviously they haven't changed in a long time. So they changed, you know, they closed down like a hundred restaurants last year. And then uh, if I remember correctly, TGI Fridays was actually going more simple on its interiors. It was getting rid of all its flair in the room, like the French horns and the other things <laughs> like that. But that's, you know, after decades, they've done that. Right. What I'd like to, what I'd like to uh, have you consider today is something called vein chain. And so I've actually uh, pitched this before, but I think someone with your knowledge of the restaurant industry might take it to the next level. The idea is that Vein Chain is celebrity-oriented. It's almost like Kenny Rogers Roasters or something along those lines, which has gone away. And again, I think it's further proof that you can't just keep going on one celebrity, uh, is you can expand on that and go to uh, from celebrity to celebrity. Every three months, we would change it out. So oh. completely new menu, completely new interiors, everything, and tie it into a different celebrity or musician or band. So I've got a few here that I'd like to, to pitch to you, and I want you to see which ones you think, okay. again, based on your knowledge and your experience, would do well in terms of, uh, in terms of a chain. So uh, the first one is Corn to Run. So that's obviously Bruce Springsteen-based, and it would be corn dog themed Ooh. Yep. I want to hold your ham. So beetles, uh, sandwich, or potentially honey ham. Uh, excuse me while I kiss this pie. Ooh, I, I want that one. The dessert restaurant. Well, again, it would change every three months. Okay. So we could go through all of these iterations. Uh, like a pear would be produce of some kind, uh, maybe some sort of fruit salad or juicing type of situation. Uh, sweet box of wine. Uh, or alternately for the wine bar, YMC Beaujolais. <laughs> uh, if you liked it, this is would be the Buffalo Wings uh, sort of sports bar. If you liked it, then you should have Buffalo Wings on it. <laughs> A little long, but you know what I'm saying there. Uh, Pop in the name of love would be the soda fountain because that's what they call it, I believe, in the Midwest. Is that correct? Pop? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then Dancing Bean. By, I believe, uh, a band that you're a big fan of yes. <laughs> uh, would be the coffee shop. So what do you think about that as far as vein chain goes? Dancing bean. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I love that idea. <laughs> so, but the idea of changing the restaurant every three months, do you think that has some legs to it? Would you change it more often? Do you think we should change every couple of no. weeks? No. I mean, there's, rest, there's a restaurant in Chicago that does just that. What, what do they do? the concept and sign Every instruments. Well, it used to. I don't know months? if it's still around. Yeah, it's called Next. There's an excellent restaurant that serves, you know, high-end things, but also a fried bologna sandwich. Very nice. It's a very yummy okay. place, yes. It's a very what? Yummy place. It is, did you try the fried bologna sandwich? I did not. I, have some, I had the high-end thing. Okay. <laughs> I guess if you're going there, yeah, you're not going to try the fried bologna sandwich. But, yeah, there's... Other people would definitely nice. wanted that. Okay, so back to bad business ideas. Uh -huh. You have a choice. Yeah. You have two, I'm not going to say wonderful meals set before you, but two fried bologna sandwiches set before you. Which one do you choose? Putt-putt bowling or... But I they think they're good ideas. Vein chain. I think you out of the ones one. that I've heard, or those are good ideas. moving potheads around people's houses. No, I don't. I think that's already out. I know. That's yeah. a good idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. I think we could even have drones. Like, we don't even need to go to their houses. We could somehow sneak drones into their house to move the pothead around. 
Well, the funny thing about that is when you brought that up, it made me remember, like, I had a friend that was on tour with Stevie Nicks and the Pretenders. As we all are sometimes. And I wanted to give him a pothead to take on tour with him and do it like they do with the gnomes, the traveling gnomes. Yeah. And they send you pictures. Yeah. So I wanted to do that. So that that's what you reminded me of. Okay, great. Well, you yeah. absolutely should do that. Yeah. And Stevie Nicks is a big listener. <laughs> I think she would be totally for that. I'm going to go with the restaurant concept. Yeah, vein chain. I like it. Okay. I think it's funny. It might be a little bit difficult. might be hard to find the right place to do that. Uh, you know, to... You, from, the, a, you know, from a legality standpoint and a well, liability I just, standpoint? There are customers who are like, would get angry if they really like something and came back, you know, the next and it couple was gone. months and it was gone. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. They would... Okay, so what if we just keep adding additional menus and just call it the different things? No. No? You don't think that's a good idea? No. But see, no one's ever done that. Do you think they've never done that because it's a terrible idea? I don't know. When I go in a restaurant and the menu's more than, like, a page, um, like, nothing's fresh. You know, it freaks me out. Oh, okay. That's a good call. See, this is why you're perfect for this. (laughs) So, Vane Chain, I'll expect a business plan on my desk by Tuesday, which is tomorrow. I think with some further consideration, that is not (laughs) a bad idea. Further consider. I don't like the sound of that. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. All right, Liz, let's listen to a song. Uh, This is Cindy. I'm going to say Bullens. 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 This is a tribute to Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Because we did Corn to Run. Uh, <laughs> this is If I Should Fall Behind on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. Cindy Bolins <laughs> on WPRK. W- <laughs> and start again. Cindy Bolins on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. If I Should Fall Behind. That was from a tribute to Bruce Springsteen called Light of Day. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. Every week I have a very special guest. This week, no exception. A very special guest, Amber Weatherford, is here. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for putting up with my terrible jokes. Yes, I like your jokes. Oh, you're (laughs) so nice to me. Uh, so Amber is here, Potheads by Amber. You can catch her all around town at different shows, uh, Will's Affair being one. Do you have any coming up? Yeah, I have one on Saturday. On Saturday? Where's that? It's in St. Pete's, uh, Green Branch Brewery. Mm-hmm. So they have like a big market community. Um, they do, they do this every month at Green Branch. And when did you start, let's take it back a step. So obviously Potheads by Amber, not obviously if you're listening and you're just tuning in, uh, Potheads by Amber are uh, small sculpted pots that you make, uh, different characters, different things. You do some custom ones too if people want something specific Mm -hmm. uh, based on a pet, based on a character that they have, uh, something along those lines. But when did you get involved in that part of the community, sort of the uh, the maker uh, community as far as like uh, fairs and stuff go? And what what have you learned about it? What would you tell people about it? Um, well, I, I did, you know, some markets in Chicago. Um, and then I didn't really do any here, like, because, you know, I make 
mugs and other things also. Um, but I, I think my first one I did, I did with my job, which was a pottery studio. We did Lake Eola. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I sold potheads. And then after that, I didn't do anything um, until I did like Grandma Party Bazaar. Not this last year, but the year before. And they were a big hit. So that was your sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, your coming out party yeah. for potheads and for doing shows in Orlando and Central Florida. Right, yes. What uh, was your big takeaway from doing that in terms of being able to like interact with people and do you find that it is, is it a chore or is it like an inspiration for you to go and be able to talk to people and see what their reaction is to uh, your pieces? Uh, well, I guess like I was afraid of doing markets for a long, long time because, you know, it's a lot of time. Um, initially, it's a lot, a big investment. You buy a tent, tables, tablecloths, work on your display and it's ongoing process of, you know, developing your tent um, Wait, so let's go through a couple more of the things that you need. So tablecloths, uh, do you need things to hold down the tablecloth? Uh, not the what kind of tablecloth, but and like um, you what, definitely need weights what do you for your wear tent. When you're there. Sometimes I wear an apron. Okay, and what kind of shoes typically? I'm just kidding. We don't have to go into that level <laughs> of detail. So big investment at first. You were avoiding yes. it. Uh, I think partly, partly for that reason. Was just because of the uh, the time and the well, energy and the cost. Well, you got to carry things, but like, I've really gotten it down to where it's easy. Right. Like we can tear down my tent in like ten minutes, and you know, for Christmas I got a little wagon. I highly recommend a little wagon because um, you never know how far away you have to park. Like, there's a even lot, if you get there early. Yeah, a lot of markets yeah. like they'll help you. Like Delan, they're always like willing to help you carry your stuff. Sometimes you can park close. Sometimes you can't. Uh, I did do one at the end of October. We had to haul our stuff quite far, like more than a hundred feet. Um, and so normally in any other, like I'm not, I don't make cards. Okay, like they're not paper products. They're they're heavy ceramics that are breakable. Right, you don't want them jostling around and everything. um, Yeah, I I was always really envious of the people who make cards. Especially, like, in Chicago, I had to do events that were, like, on the third floor, no elevator. Yikes. Uh, Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I think even before, like, one market I had in Chicago, I fell down my front stairs, broke a whole box of ceramics, Uh. and I fractured my foot. And it was swollen, and I was in terrible pain the whole night, but I still hobbled through the whole thing. That's the kind of trooper that Amber (laughs) Weatherford is, everybody. Yeah, it was terrible. Just so you know, if you invite her to a show, (laughs) she is showing up regardless of personal injury. Yes. That's important because I would imagine the people who put on the shows want to know that. Yeah. yeah. Like she's going to be there. Right. You can count on her that that booth is going to be taken up. Yeah. She may be unconscious from the pain and the the pain medication that she's on. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's just like the high of doing a show really is what got me through that pain. Right. Um, so then but, talk about grandmas, like you, so you do grandmas. It is really well fun received. to talk to the people like yeah. this past grandmas. I, I used to sell my stuff at, uh, porch therapy 
Um, and I, I had I had like collectors that would come in, but I didn't know who they were because I was just dropping the work off and the girls that worked there were selling the pieces mm -hmm. and they knew the people. They got to interact with them. And so like, I, that's why I just don't like retail that much. Like I want to meet the people. Like I also like if someone does a custom order and I have to drop it off, like I want them to see it. Like there was one order for Christmas. She ordered two sets of her puppies, like one for her brother, one for her dad. And it was, you know, just, it was six pot heads, two sets of three. Oh, wow. And she was just super busy before Christmas. So I had to drop it off at her place of work. And then she was like, thank you. And then she never said anything else about it for like a week. And I was like terrorized. I was like, oh my God, she hates it. Like I was so worried. I didn't get to see her reaction. She just hadn't picked them up yet. Uh, okay. She was just so busy, and yeah, she loved them. It was a good, happy ending, but I was, yeah, I was panicked. Like, so I, I really want to meet the people, and at Grandma's, I met this girl that had been a longtime collector. Like, oh, I got to meet her in person yeah, yeah, yeah. and talk about it. She sent me pictures that she was like, she's an artist herself. She watercolors, so she watercolored the pothead and the still life, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, I really like meeting, uh, even at Zombie Toberfest, I met some people that were collectors of, like, old beginner potheads. Oh, so I, that's really important to me, and I think that's why I don't like doing retail that much, but I do do a little bit of it. From a creative aspect, when you're sitting down to uh, think about what your, you know, the next pothead is going to be, <laughs> how do you research that or how do you find the inspiration for that? And then as you're working on it, do you... What's your creative process look like in terms of what do you have going on in the background? Is uh, there music? Is there no music? Is it a uh, podcast? It's usually some dumb TV show I don't care that much about. So um, just white noise in the background? Well, I was watching Midsummer Murders, and there's like 23 seasons of that for a while. Um, I like watch things like Bones or just like any murder mystery, like Father... Father Brown is kind of awesome. Okay, so let me ask you this. It's While weird. you're making the potheads, are they, <laughs> you know, are you designing them to come to life? No. Is that why you're watching Murder Mysteries? No, I just like them. <laughs> okay, because maybe we need to revisit that, that, you know, while you're sleeping, your pothead is running around. <laughs> no, I, I like the Murder Mysteries because it's like, okay, well, it's that person. And then... You know, I just have to kind of pay a little bit of attention to make sure that I'm right, you know, till the oh, end. Oh, nice. And so you just initially, like, my gut instinct says this person. It's usually always the first person they interview. Yeah. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Maybe you want to put like, that out But that's there. across the board. Says this person. It's usually always the first person they interview. Yeah. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert. Maybe you want to put like, that out there. But that's there. across the board of, like, different shows too like usually true that it's like the first person they interview yeah oh, good to know that thank you for not a spoiling everything no. about uh, no. television murder mysteries for I'm us and wrong. procedurals it's okay <laughs> so what about choosing a design do you sketch it out first or do you just say okay i know I, it's going to be this person or i know it's going to be a cat and they're going to have something in their paws it's really not that organized i have an ongoing list of potheads that I want to do, things that like randomly come to me <clears throat> when I'm not working on them 
Or like I'll be looking through Instagram and something will inspire me and I have to write something down. So you're getting your list. Um, is this your list right here? I'm trying to find a list. I have several lists. I have one on my phone. I, you know, I have a list of sure. uh, custom orders. Um, so what's on the list that you haven't made yet that you're looking to make at some point? Mm, let's see. Oh, I want <laughs> I want to make a waiter cat. <laughs> so he's going to like hold a little tray of like a bottle or a cup and then he's going to have the the napkin like this and other, like a tuxedo, uh, yeah. like a waiter cat. Um I recently made a king cat. Um but I want to make like a Mardi Gras cat with like the Joker, a um, hat and some yeah, beads. I think the cats are funny. I like to make those ones. Right, cats, yeah. Cats and plants go together. I think too, in kind of an ironic sense, because yeah. typically a cat will destroy the plant <laughs> for yes. some reason. So Definitely. that you're having Definitely. a, I, I think in general, I think the cat community, and they're a big time listener. Obviously, <laughs> I have cats, um, and they listen every week. <laughs> As far as I can tell, they may change the station when I'm not there, but I'm going to assume that they listen. I hear from a lot of cats. I get a lot of cat feedback. Yeah. Feed, feed cat is feed what I call cat. it. Uh, and so the irony of having the plant growing out of a cat's head, <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if it plays well to the cat community. So if they want to get some feed cat to us about that. You could that, put catnip in there though, or a cat mint or that, wait, that would work. You, wouldn't they just destroy the pothead then? Like knock it I mean, over. it's made out of clay. Oh, I know, but they would. Yeah. You've met cats, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. You've met how... My cat has broken so many potheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. yeah very For good. shame. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little break. Let's play another song. And then we're going to come back, I think, with a pop quiz. Oh. Did you know there was going to be a pop quiz? Did you know you're being judged on the pop quiz? I was kind of you... hoping you wouldn't do that, but... Uh... That is an interesting thing to hope. <laughs> that is a really interesting thing you should hope out loud. Let's listen to some Damien Rice right now. Yay. Uh, this is Delicate on nice. WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a Certain Degree. Damien Rice on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I had to make that, sure that last note really faded out. Uh, that was delicate from his album, O? No, it's just O, but I wanted to. I, it's, there's no question mark on it, but I would imagine that's what he means. Don't you think? Sure. You're Sounds listening. Great. Okay, Sorry. thank you. Thank you for that. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. This is a show that I do every week from 7 to 9 a.m. And eventually it becomes a podcast. So if you missed any of the show and you want to listen to it, you can go to toacertaindegree.com. And I apologize that I added the two there. It could just be, I think, a certaindegree.com. I don't think I have that one. But toacertaindegree.com, you can listen to it. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Is that how you pronounce that? Yes. Okay, great. And my very special guest this week, Amber Weatherford, potheadsbyamber.com is where you can find her. Also on Instagram and Facebook is the best way to follow her, see the things she's working on, upcoming shows that she's doing. 
And you can order online as well, right? Like you put your stuff online on an online store? Yes. So that, but you want to visit her. So if you weren't listening earlier, what she really likes to do is meet the people who are buying these things because it's almost like, in a way, it's like you're adopting her children. Yeah. So she wants, she wants to meet you. Yes. So do you have a bunch of potheads at home? You're like, I just can't. No, get that rid of would them. be terrible. <laughs> I would just just be up to my head and end up keeping. No, all these of people them. allow me to make more, so I really appreciate it. But I mean, the one I'm working on, Albert Einstein, that will be really hard to get rid of, and and my Van Gogh was very difficult to to let go of at Grandma Party Bazaar and Van Gogh let go. Van Gogh let go. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. And I always tell myself, well, I can make myself another one, but I'm not going to. Right. But, yeah, I miss So him. do you ever uh, contact the purchaser and say, hey, how's uh, how's Van Gogh doing? Can I get a picture? Um, I, I do try to, like, open call that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, please, you know, send me a pic. Always send me a picture of your pie right. at home. Right. And I like to see things like that. And then. Do you ever, are you ever interacting with somebody and they're looking to purchase one and you go, you can't have one. You're not going to treat it correctly. I have luckily not done that. All right. That sounds like that's a good business move. Uh, Speaking of good business moves, let's talk about a pop quiz. Okay. Let's ask you some questions and let's judge you based on your answers. Great. Which is always a lot of fun. Yay. Okay. So let's start out. Talking about January 29th. That's today. Right. So a lot of interesting things happened today in history on January oh. 29th. Which do you think, out of the three I'm going to read to you right now, which do you think most influenced society? Okay. On this day in 1886 in Germany, Carl Benz applied for a patent for the first automobile. In 1892 in Georgia, Coca-Cola was incorporated. Or... In 1954, in Mississippi, Oprah Winfrey was born. Oh. (laughs) So, Carl Benz applying for the first patent, or for the patent for the first automobile, Coca-Cola Incorporated, or Oprah Winfrey being born? Uh, That's tricky, because I'm trying to, I'm trying Uh, to. And although it seems subjective, there is a right answer. There is a right answer. Well, from, um. The history classes I've taken, um, there was multiple, or I guess uh, there's just multiple patents going on for the automobiles, like a lot of different designs. Okay, I'm I'm kidding. It's really not. There's no right answer to this. I mean, um, it's completely subjective. So, like, even if he didn't, somebody else was doing it in the works. Uh, more than likely. Okay. No, I know. Like, can I? I read a book about Henry Ford. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, this between Coca-Cola being incorporated and Oprah Winfrey being born. I mean, she's extremely influential, good or bad. Um, I mean, mostly good, but she's done some dumb things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think she's great. She's really, really definitely, like, m- my most immediate... Probably more me 
influence me and things that affect me, I would say her. Okay. Oprah Winfrey. We'll take Oprah Winfrey. Uh, what I thought was interesting in doing some research on this, uh, as far as Coca-Cola goes, uh, the formula is a closely guarded secret. So according to the internet. Yes. And I did almost two minutes of research on this. So I did a lot of research. It's a closely guarded secret and only two employees know it and their identities are secret as well. Oh, so, that's interesting. And this is what happened. When one dies, the other has to pick the successor and then tell that person the secret formula. Mm. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, Tom Selleck. Are you familiar with Tom Selleck? Yes. Born today in 1945. Big listener. Happy birthday, Tom. <laughs> Amber, happy, happy, happy birthday, birth Tom. Okay, thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, best known for his portrayal of Thomas Magnum on yes. Magnum P.I. Which of the following <clears throat> pieces of trivia is false? Uh, Tom Selleck threatened to leave the show to do Raiders of the Lost Ark if they didn't make Magnum more of a blue-collar character. After the show was over, there was a discussion of a feature film which Tom Clancy wrote. Or the show was shot in Hawaii because CBS didn't want to close down the Hawaii 5.0 production offices. Which of those is not true? Mm, what was the middle one? Uh, after the show was over, there was discussion of a feature film which Tom Clancy wrote. I think number A. Number A <laughs> was Selleck threatened to leave the show to do Raiders of the Lost Ark if they didn't make Magnum more of a blue-collar character. Yeah, I, this is based on nothing. Yeah, yeah, so actually all of those are true. All of those are true? Yeah, oh, I, trick question, mean. I it, it is mean, but it was so amazing that I didn't want to not include anything, and I couldn't think of anything more ridiculous <laughs> than some of these. <laughs> so basically, originally they uh, thought of it as a, a character who'd be a lot like James Bond, who would... Yeah always do everything very suavely and, you know, always get the ladies and do all those things. Uh, and he said, no, I don't want to play that. I don't want to play to my looks anymore. Mm. And if you don't change it, I've been offered Raiders Lost Ark, which is true. And so uh, he chose Magnum P.I. over Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. There was going to be a feature film. Tom Clancy did write it. And then really the only reason they shot in Hawaii was because CBS had those production offices there. Yeah. There's no other reason for that. And it's so funny because I it came. I definitely felt like that one was yeah. true. Wednesday, not today, Wednesday, the 31st, big astronomical event, which I guess technically all astronomical events are in theory big because stuff is happening yeah. in the sky and that means they're big. There are three things happening to the moon which should be visible into the morning of the 31st. What name are people and scientists using to describe it? Is it A, the full house moon, B, the super blue blood moon, or C, moony moon moon moon? Blood moon, blue. Super blue blood moon. That is correct. Uh, so <laughs> it's a super moon, which means it's close to Earth yes. in its orbit. It's blue because it's the second full moon in a month. It's not mm -hmm. technically blue because of the color. And then it's blood because it's a lunar eclipse. So all three happening at once, pretty rare occurrence. Yeah, so you might want to get up early Wednesday morning. And what we'll do is we'll come into the radio station and do another show. We'll do the same show as this one. We'll just do it again. Yes. What do you that's think about fun. that? Yeah, that, that's fun. All right. Uh, DJ EAP, 
which is what I call, who I call, uh, the name that I use for Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. DJEAP. Uh, he published a pretty famous work on this day in 1845. Which animal was he originally considering for the poem? Quote the raven or the raven. Uh, before deciding it was just too horrific. So originally he was thinking of a different animal, and then he went with the raven for the poem called The Raven. Was it a wolf? Was it a centipede? Or was it a manatee? <laughs> or was he even, is this another trick question, and it was always a I raven? I don't feel like it's any of those. Yeah. So out of those, let me ask you this. It was always... Uh, the Raven, obviously. Out of those three, which do you find the most terrifying? Wolf, centipede, or manatee? <laughs> um, and I'm not asking you this because I want to know what you're scared of in case I want to use that against you later. Yeah. But that is the fringe benefit of knowing this. Yeah. I mean, I don't like centipedes, but like from what I know, it had to be wolf. Okay. I mean, I'm from the Midwest. Like, we're, you know, coyotes are not great. Like, and they're little. So, and they have them here, but. Right. But we also have manatees here, which are the most deadly animals. I don't. Yeah, it's true. It's a proven fact. Do you know why? So this is a little known fact. So I'm on sort of an anti-manatee uh, uh, group of one. No. There's just me. And this is why I think manatees are the most deadly animal. When you're on the boat and it's a manatee zone, what do you have to do? You have to cut your engine. You have to cut your engine. You have to go slow. Yeah. What's happening when you're going slow on a boat? Just floating. You're getting older. Oh. <laughs> so it's literally killing you. It's causing <laughs> you to age more because you can't go faster. Uh -huh. So I think it's a conspiracy by the manatees to kill off humans. Oh. You don't That's my have theory. to be in a boat. That's my theory on why manatees are the world's most deadly animals. Because yeah. if you take up all the time, all the time that people have spent in the no-wake zones and add it all up. Or the time that people have spent saving the manatees. I hadn't even considered that. Well, do you remember last year, like a bunch of them got be, stuck in this pipe? Do you want to be the second person <laughs> in my uh, manatee... Conspiracy theory group. <laughs> that is a great point. That is an excellent point. I hadn't uh -huh. even considered that. Yeah. Yeah. Really well done. <laughs> All right. Amber, we're almost out of time. Okay. Thank you for answering those questions yeah. for me uh, as honestly as you could. <laughs> so people can find you at potheadsbyamber.com. Yes. And online at Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Potheads by At Amber. Potheads by Amber. Okay. And on Facebook? Yes. Potheads and those by are, Amber. Those are the ways to reach you. Yeah. Pretty easy reach to out. find, I think. Interact, like, comment, uh -huh. ask for a custom one. Right. Do you, you use like people throwing out ideas at you? Is that correct? Well, I mean, I take custom orders, um, but if you're not going to buy it, probably don't suggest it. No, 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 no. No, but I have people do that. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. So everybody send her as many ideas as no. you can just to inspire you. Right, okay. Yeah, inspiration comes in many forms, mostly from people on the internet. Right. As we all know. Yes. That is not what happens at all. <laughs> 
So you can go to toacertaindegree.com, listen to old shows. I'll have some information about Amber and uh, obviously her show up here at some point uh, when I produce it and cut out all the parts where uh, she was swearing. And then in the next couple of weeks, I have some uh, very special guests. In a couple of weeks on February 12th, right before Valentine's Day, I have a couple of local uh, writers and actors uh, that are having a show called Funeral Party and Ghost. Uh, it's two one acts coming up. And then the Demeter, Demeter, Demeter brothers are going to be on. So, yes. So one of them works at the Seminole State Planetarium. The other is a local artist whose work was just featured. He did the uh, the uh, shirt for WMFE that won the contest. So uh, very planetarium. The other is a local artist whose work was just featured. He did the, uh, the uh, shirt for WMFE that won the contest. So uh, very good to have them on. And so that'll be coming up. And right now we're going to turn it over to Bess Hour uh, with some marketing news. But first we're going to play one more song. What should we play? Electric President or... Cigarros. Cigarros. I don't know how to say it. Is that yeah, correct? I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, great. So we'll play that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Check out the amazing work that Amber does at potheadsbyamber.com and follow her on Instagram and Facebook. If you like puns like potheads, then you'll love to a certain degree.com. It's literally full of puns, many of which you'll have to find yourself. And once you find them, please send them to Nick. We're still trying to teach him what they look like.